Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I spoke before to Una Butler. Now, the name may may instantly ring a bell with you. It should, if you know your recent Cork history. Uh, back in 2010, November 2010, just over 11 years ago, Una's husband, John, killed their two daughters, Ella and Zoe. Ella was six and Zoe was two. And then he took his own life. And from that day to this, Una, who's from Ballycotton, has been saying... If only I was allowed to know what was going on with his mental health treatment. If only I'd been talked to by his doctors and the people helping him. And that is, that's your life, your life's work now, isn't it, Una? To get to the point where somebody like that, someone um, like you, is spoken it, to. Morning. Well, I, morning. Well, I suppose Zoe was six and Ella was two, but... Um, I was looking back in hindsight, PJ, and I was trying to find out um, how how often something horrific, like a parent killing a child, happened in Ireland. And um, I'm saying that um, John was suffering with his mental health at the time. And what I found, because there wasn't any official statistics in Ireland at the time, I had to use Google search and rely on newspaper, you know, publishings at the time. And I found out that since 2053, children have been murdered by a parent. Yeah. And 37, 37 cases in total since 2000 in the Republic of Ireland. And over half of the people, the parents that killed a child, had suffered with their mental health or had prior contact with the psychiatric services. So when I look back on myself, I was saying, God, I should have been involved, you know. Um, I should have been more involved, especially for the welfare of my children, now, I'm not saying that everyone suffers with their mental health, that there's a, there's a, a fear of, of children being hurt, but I'm just saying that it would have benefited both my husband and our family. And also, the medical professionals would have a greater insight into the, my husband's behaviours or the person suffering um, and would treat the person accordingly, mm. whereas they were relying solely on what my husband at the time was telling them. So... Well, for our children, I believe that my husband was treated in isolation, but he wasn't living in isolation. And they didn't have a full picture yeah. of what was happening. And it was, there are so many benefits to it that I can't see any disadvantage by including a family member. Patient confidentiality doesn't have to be broken. You feel, and you've said yeah. this to me before, you feel that had you known what was happening 
in John's treatment room or had someone who was involved in John's treatment reached out to you and said, Una, what is the story? Well, you, I you, we might not be in the position we're in. You believe that firmly, don't you? Oh, 100%. I feel that there was no consideration given to what I had to say or the welfare of my children while we were all living together. It was focused in on the patient that was suffering with their mental health and that was it. I don't believe that... Um, I do believe that the health professionals would have gained so much more information and behaviours, whereas I, uh, whether John pulled the wool over their eyes is another thing. But if they had spoken with me or let me give my side of the story, they would have had a greater insight. Mm. And they wouldn't have to divulge information that, you know, John was, was telling them, for example. So by involving a parent or a spouse, whatever, if they're living under the same roof as children, it's paramount. Um, the, the welfare of children is paramount when living with someone suffering with their mental health. And there's only benefits to it. You know, it's so much, as a person, I could have learned more uh, about his illness and how best to support him and be educated on his illness. But it was completely as if I was disregarded. The system but falls back on the principle of client confidentiality. That's a core principle of theirs. Yes. But the funny thing is, all the policy, all the health, HSE policy documents are encouraging proactive family involvement. Yes. Like... But the difference is when somebody hits, when somebody suffers with a mental health, it's like there's, a, a, you know, a complete stop. Like my mother suffered with Alzheimer's and there was great family involvement. You know, but I think it's a known fact as well, PJ, that when somebody suffers with their mental health, that due to lack of resources, they're not even asked to involve a family member. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, down to lack of resources, but it's a common, it's a known fact that they're not, the patient isn't even asked by the health professionals to involve somebody. Yeah. But I think it should be made mandatory that uh, in the Mental Health Act that a parent or a spouse is to be involved um, in the treatment of the other partner or spouse or, mm-hmm. like, or, or a nominated family, an adult, to be included, okay. a nominated person. Something that has changed, um, well, I'm not too sure if it takes this into account now. You may know, since your tragedy, um, there has been a change in mandatory reporting. And if the tables were turned and John was going to see people now, and Mm -hmm. he mentioned anything that should twig a danger to the children, they're mandatorily required now. But I think that that was always there. Yeah. That was always there. Health professionals, GPs, psychiatrists could break patient confidentiality. Mm. I think it's stricter. It's, it's stricter it. now. It's a matter of must now. I think. Well, the thing is, when do they come to that that yeah. decision of, oh, like when is a person going to admit it? You know, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is your campaign, but, like, and you, Andrew Andrew McGinley and yourself have been talking about this. He's he's looking for the same changes. So Andrew McGill is the same. His 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 wife um, killed their three children, and he believes the exact same as I do. He should have been involved in the treatment mm-hmm. of his spouse uh, in order to learn and give his side of the story. Whereas you know he's exactly the same. He believes his children would be alive today, and yeah. Zoe and Ella would. I believe a hundred percent. It's just hindsight is a valuable, the most valuable tool. Mm-hmm. 
Must take an awful lot out of you to keep doing this sooner, to keep banging on doors. It does, because I'm so frustrated going up. Um, every time there's a change of Minister for Mental Health, I write to them. I write to the Minister for Children, and then the Minister for Children would send the letter, oh, that's more for mental health. But it's the welfare of children is paramount. So it is, it, it is um, very important for the Minister for Children, but it, it, it passed back on to the Minister for Mental Health. But like all the policy documents they're recommending, that, that, that's where See, Hang on, hang on. <laughs> you write, as you would do, and uh, because he's there in the job at the moment, you would write to Roderick O'Gorman. Roderick O'Gorman's gig is looking after our children. And Roderick O'Gorman would tell you no, you actually need to talk to Mary Butler, because it's yes. Mary Butler on mental health. Yes. There's a bit of book passing going on there, Una, there if you is. ask me. So, for example, I wrote to um, the First Minister of Francis Fitzgerald for Children, so she passed the book on to the Minister for Mental Health. Then I wrote to Catherine Sapone, and then she passed it on to the Minister for Mental Health there again. But... Um, to be honest, I've gone through Jim Daly, I've gone through Francis Fitzgerald, Helen McAtee. I didn't write to Mary Butler yet, Minister for Mental Health at the moment, because I'm so frustrated, it feels as if, you know, uh, no one's listening. And like, 53 children have been murdered by a parent since 2000, and it's a common factor that mental health was a major factor in the perpetrator. And, like, why are they closing their eyes to this? Like, if it was made mandatory for a parent or a spouse to be involved in the treatment without breaking patient confidentiality, it's a legislative change. But if it was made mandatory, I think it would benefit all concerned, the patient, the family, especially children and the health professionals. Well, you know, you you probably get hugely frustrated with all of this. Maybe stay there, Una, because I have another Una Actually, Una Ring, uh, Una Butler, thank you, and Una Ring. Una, it's taken just over a year. February 2021, uh, James Steele was jailed. And now in April of 2022, stalking is to be made a standalone offence. That's some year's yeah. work. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks again for having me on. Uh, you're living proof of the fact that if you make it, make noise and you're not going to go yeah. away, they'll change. Now, how advantageous was it to have a woman in the Department of Justice when doing this? It was everything. It was, was everything, it? definitely. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Like, I don't think I'd have got to, we'd have got to where we were today um, without, without Helen McEntee being the Minister for Justice at the particular time. Um, and as well as that, like Lisa Chambers was dogged in her determination to get this over the line as well, you know. Um, so, like, I suppose we started the ball rolling, but I, I think, like, was Lisa carried it down the pitch as such, do you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like, it, it, and it's just like, it, it's only been over a year since he was sentenced, but we actually didn't start our campaign until, I'd say, April or May of, of last year. So, yeah. like, it, it's less than a year, you know. Wow. So, like, it, it's it's phenomenal feat. It is. It is. And it's it's due to work by people. Yes, Helen McEntee, obviously, Lisa Chambers. Mm. But you and Eve, Eve McDowell. Yeah. You've been two very loud, yeah. very strong voices on this since day one. I guess. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so thrilled for you that it's happened. The other Una on the other line... She's yeah. very frustrated with, by her campaign. Would you advise her? And you're two mm. East Cork women as well. Would would, would you right, would you yeah. advise her to keep plodding plodding ahead? 
keep going if you have the energy like it is it is exhausting and and obviously Una's case is going back a lot longer than mine I mm-hmm. don't know how how I'd feel if it had dragged on as long as that you know um and it, it, and it is very tiring and it's it's wearing when you're not getting a response like I suppose we were lucky the momentum was always there and the momentum carried us along but I think if I was in Una's situation and I was kind of being rejected at every turn you do get demoralized and you do get exhausted and you do feel what's the bloody point you know so it's it's easy for me to say oh carry on carry on but you Mm -hmm. know as they say don't let somebody who hasn't walked in your shoes tell you how to tie your laces you know yeah exactly yeah yeah i know yeah you know i'm hoping there will be change you know what i mean so um we can just keep going like andrew mcginley is, is in the same situation you know as myself um yeah. wanting change in, in the Mental Health Act. And um, I just can't understand why they don't um, input the change. Yeah. You know, as it's great for you, you know, that uh, there was a change made in, in a year, which is fantastic, well done. Mm-hmm. And Minister McIntyre, mm-hmm. unfortunately, wasn't, he wasn't successful for me when I met her. Yeah. You know? It strikes to me here outcome. as well, Una, that you need somewhere in the system. And I think, Una Ring, you met people like you said, Lisa Chambers and him, who actually wanted and were prepared to do it. You still, I think, yeah. Una Butler, you have to meet that person yet who actually mm-hmm. wants to do it and is prepared yes. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's, unfor- yeah. that's unfortunate. To you both, good luck for the future. Uh, and I know that uh, you, you both... Uh, you're very strong women, very strong women. Una Butler and Una Ring, both from East Cork one of whom has now succeeded in changing the law of this land to make stalking a standalone offence, the other who is trying to change the law of this land so that the family of someone with a mental health issue can be part of their treatment plan. And to them both, this beautiful spring Friday, best of luck with everything. Courts 96 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.